As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. From the Apostrophe Podcast Network. Hey listeners. A quick heads up that today's episode has some sassy language in the form of a couple of F-bombs. They all come from unknown north. Talent, drive, and a pride worth paying for. But just because they're above the 49th parallel, it doesn't mean we shouldn't celebrate them. Just as well So give it up to these Canucks Because our self-promotion sucks And if they all went away We sure would miss them The Canadian star system Oh, hello again, listeners. Welcome back to the Canadian Star System. This is a podcast where we talk with some of Canada's brightest stars who then introduce us to something sparkly in their solar system that the rest of us down here on Earth should know more about. I'm your host, Steve Patterson, and with me, as always, is the person in my orbit who helps keep my planet from spinning into a black hole. Her words, not mine. My producer and co-host, Diana Francis. Hi, Diana. (laughs) You revealed that I wrote that for you. Yeah, I I didn't think it was spontaneous enough from me. You do keep me from spinning into a black hole, though, so thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. As usual, just for the regular listeners of the show will know, but it's important to remind them, your Canadian Screen Award is on display right beside your Fleetwood Mac album. And I still don't understand the, the connection between the two. But. The Screen Award is uh, just because I won it while the pandemic was happening. And so the only people who've seen it are people who see me on Zoom. 
So I'm still keeping that alive. And the Fleetwood Mac album is just to reaffirm that I am a middle-aged white lady. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's right. I guess the others can't see you. It's pretty clear yeah. from my uh, vantage point. <laughs> that um, I'm a middle-aged white lady. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty clear. Now, you and I have worked in comedy in Canada for, for a long time there, middle-aged uh, white lady. Mm -hmm. I have to ask you, it is an inordinate amount of comedians from the East Coast that rise to the top of the Canadian star system. Why do you think that is, Diana? That is a great question that I wrote for you, Steve. And <laughs> I tried to sell it as my own. But. <laughs> you know, as somebody, I'm born and raised Vancouver. I live in Toronto now. Obviously, Vancouver and Toronto has some, you know, incredible talent that have made it here in Canada and beyond. But there, you know, I'm fascinated by the quality and quantity of incredible comedy that comes from the East Coast. and. Having only spent little bits of time there, I have to assume that it is a combination of the extreme weather and there's just not as many people there. So I have this image of people being like stuck in their homes for great periods of time because of really, really terrible extreme weather. And then once they actually see another human, they're like, how are you doing, boy? Like you just, you, you can't not talk and tell good stories. That's my theory. And I can't wait to find out if I'm right or wrong. Yeah. I mean, there was a, I love that you, that you did the accent in the middle of all that, yeah. considering who our guest is today. Yeah. <laughs> I do think there's a bit to that, you know, we're going to get into it, obviously. But, you know, I talked to Adam Baldwin from Nova Scotia, who's a great, uh, a great rock musician. And he said, yeah, we just got to entertain ourselves sometimes. We're sort of out here. <laughs> People forget we're out here. And we got to we gotta put a show on for ourselves, And I think it extends the further east you go. And out in Newfoundland, everyone's a storyteller. Everyone's incredible. It's an incredible sense of humor that everyone has. And when I do a show out there, I wonder to myself, am I actually going to be funny enough for this room? Am I, <laughs> like, if there's a thousand people here, am I the 1,001st funniest person in this room? And it's a very daunting challenge to go out there but, you know, we have the, the beauty of bringing Newfoundland to you this episode. So, perfect segue into today's guest. Not only is she one of the pillars of the East Coast comedy scene that started with the sketch comedy group Codco, she is one of the creators of the long-running political satire. This hour has 22 minutes, which just celebrated its 600th episode. She has won uh, Gemini Awards, Canadian Screen Awards, Canadian Comedy Awards, She's a member of the Order of Canada, Diana. She's mm -hmm. also received a Governor General's Performing Arts Award for Lifetime Artistic Achievement. She wrote and starred in the award-winning Hatching, Matching, and Dispatching. Uh, has so many new projects on the go right now that I actually have to wrap up this intro or we'll never get to actually interview her, her hilarious self. Ladies and gentlemen, it's none other than Canada's warrior queen of comedy herself. Mary Walsh. Yay. Hi, Mary. Thank you. I uh, That's great. Thank you very much for saying warrior queen, because I did just become a warrior queen. I made myself one because I thought you can't really keep on being a princess forever unless you want to find yourself stumbling around the Maldives like, you know, poor old Princess Margaret, you know, half snapped out of your mind. Uh, you know, it's time to become a queen. 
But Diana, I was thinking about not coming on after the Newfoundland accent, but I thought, no, 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 it's all right. <laughs> it's all that. right. It's She's all right. Tried. Go ahead. You that know. was the West Coast interpretation of a Newfoundland yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, just, I just do my best Irish accent. Yeah. And then it ends up- The Irish no. would be really fucking upset too, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, no, we're not pretending it was it was a genuine accent in any way. Uh, it just wasn't either of those. Mary, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Are you actually in Newfoundland right now or no? Yes, I am. I'm in St. John's uh, right now. Yep. And is it funny? Is it funny there right now? Well, you know, it was really funny this morning. I got up with the dog at eight o'clock and the sun was shining. It was cold, you know, but there's nothing on the ground. I took the dog, took Bowser outside. By the time we got to the top of the garden, it was, it had turned completely gray. There was a huge snowstorm with <laughs> hail flowing in our eyes. I, we ran around the garden for a bit because I thought he needed to be out. By the time 15 minutes later we were coming, the sun was out again. It has been the most schizophrenic day in the history of the world. I mean, it just hail, snow, sleet, rain, sunshine, you know, like. <laughs> it all sounds like good drinking weather to me, but that's oh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. If that's you were maybe a drinking person. If you were, and it, yeah. it's all hypothetical, and I yes. am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I was going to start with a different question, but you know, Diana touched on it in the intro with the question that I said that was actually hers, but we've talked about this with others. What do you think it is that makes the East Coasters such great entertainers, particularly great comedians? I mean, the if you look at the top comedians in, in Canada that have shows and just multiple projects going all the time, it's... A high percentage of Newfoundlanders. Well, we're, we're lifting, you know, we're pushing whatever it is, lifting above our weight anyway, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, you can't forget those people from Hamilton, for God's sake, like, you know, all that SCTV yes, crowd, true. you know, I mean, they're they're They've been, you know, lifting a lot. But um, we used to be a country till 1949. <laughs> so that true. was a very yeah. <laughs> that was a very telling thing you said that buddy said from Nova Scotia, because, of course, we had to be everything because we mm -hmm. were a whole country. So we had to, you know, make mill our own flour and make our own shoes, <laughs> tell our own jokes, do our own shows, you know. So it was just like, uh, you know, that. So then when we joined Canada, you know, then we kept on doing that. I suppose there is a, you know, I, I, I'm sure there, like I have a couple of friends from Saskatchewan who are really funny and a couple of friends from Alberta who are quite funny. I do have to say, we've had a lot of guests from Calgary, the Bruce McCullough's out there, and that does seem to be a supportive environment out there in Alberta as well. But as you say, Newfoundland and Labrador, it has, I mean, it literally is its own its own world onto itself, its own, its own language. It's an island. I, it, <laughs> yeah. it, yes, it is. And, and the mean, East Coast has been around for a while, just like, uh, because the, the West is new, isn't it? It's brand new. It's just opening up. How many adolescents are that funny? Mm. <laughs> I've always thought of British Columbia as like the surly teenager in the family of Canada, yep. Yep. you know, where it's like, you don't know who I am. And just yeah. like when BC's in a good mood and the sun is shining, it's the like the best. It's like your teenager's happy. But boy, when those clouds roll in and it's 40 days of drizzle, you're you're just like you've got a hormonal 16 year old on your hands. What is that big club in Vancouver that all the bands played at? The um, Commodore? Yeah, the Commodore. Yeah. We were booked at the Commodore for a week and the immensely talented Ron Hines, who's no longer with us, yes. uh, 
we never went outside the hotel the whole time we were in Vancouver. Uh, we just mm-hmm. went down in the elevator to where the mm-hmm. where the car was parked underneath the hotel. We drove to the Commodore, got out of that. I guess we were out of the car for that second that it took us to get out of the car <laughs> and into the Commodore, then back into the car, back into the underneath the hotel. We were kind of it was gray and rainy. And, you know, there is a sense sometimes in Vancouver, like, you know, I don't feel that way about it anymore because it is really beautiful and I have had such good times there. But one time I was really bitter about Vancouver because they were always like going, look at me, look at me. Aren't I beautiful? Look at these mountains. Look at the ocean. We have it all. And you know what I mean? And it was like, oh, shut up. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, I don't mind now. I'm over it. This is uh, apropos of, of this part of the conversation. I can't believe we're talking Vancouver. We got Mary Walsh on. We're talking about Vancouver. <laughs> It was just voted, I think, last year, the third worst dressed city in North America because no one ever dresses to go out at night. They dress to climb something in the morning, right? So yes, it's uh, so they've got that distinction going for them. And you know what? Halifax is up there, though, too, aren't they? Because Halifax, in its own way, is kind of like Vancouver. They're always Mm -hmm. dressed in those uh, zippy things. You know what I mean? Ready to climb something, too. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is Lung weird. Gore-tex. Yeah, Lung they're just Gore-tex. Yeah. In Halifax, they're just climbing each other. There's not even mountains out there to, to go up. They're going <laughs> hiking. Let's talk about longevity a bit, please, Mary, because yes. you not only are you not slowing down, you've got the Order of Canada, you've got a lifetime achievement from the Governor General. That would be that would be enough. That'd be more than enough for a lot of people to be like, I, you know what? I've done it. I've proven my point. You were nominated for a Canadian Screen Award. In 2022, you were nominated for Broad Appeal, the web series. You're working on a new web series that we're going to talk about very soon, directing and starring and writing in The the Mrs. Downstairs. You seem to be doing more and more now than you ever have. What is driving you to do that? How are you doing that? I don't know if I'm doing more, but you do have to do like, you know, I, I remember like, see, I had a TV series here called Up at Hours, like in the 80s. And then I had the wonderful, went into the wonderful grand band. And then we kind of went into Codco. And mm-hmm. then I also, then we went into This Hour is 22 Minutes. And so my friend Christian quite bitterly said to me, well, of course, it's different for you where you've had a TV series since birth. And, uh, <laughs> and so that certainly, certainly I just find not having a TV series just so <laughs> alarming uh you know so it's hard when you have a tv series you know what you're doing but if you don't have a tv series you don't have a clue and you're always you always are you've got 16 balls in the air trying to see if one is going to land and you will be working and i really have no interest in not working i mean you guys must be the same way i mean what would i be at like uh you know it's not like i don't love doing what i do of course so what would i be at like would I suddenly get into accounting? <laughs> my, you know. I mean, it is a good point. Diane, have t- Diane and I have talked about this a lot, especially over the last couple of years. So many artists, performing artists, struggling. Uh, we, we were deemed non-essential. Things shut down. If we're not out there performing, you know, not only are we not earning money, but we're not. it's not feeding our souls and it's not feeding the others. And I said, uh, our souls. It probably sounded like our souls. There are still our souls out there, but we're, you know, we, we need that to perform. I just, I'm in awe of your 
there's just the amount of things that you've always kept doing and now seeing broad appeal watching that uh with you and Kathy working together it's it's more crisp than it's ever been and it's interesting cuz you've always played you started playing the elderly lady when you were young <laughs> and now you're playing the elderly lady as a slightly more vintage lady yourself and it's just gotten <laughs> wiser and wiser the i the, i think the reason i don't think i really knew but i found and there are beautiful comedians for sure but i found when i was interested in how i looked and would anybody love me and would i ever get a date or anything like that i couldn't be funny it just hmm. takes so much energy to see to keep your face in that kind of it's really hard to be funny and so i started out playing an old lady because it's so freeing <laughs> you know you're so free you don't have to worry about how you look or you know uh and you're a different per you know you're in a different persona and people don't expect you to be uh engaging in that way on a physical level they expect you to be outrageous and say you know so right away when i was 18 or 19 i figured it out that i could be freer and i never figured out what my own voice was but i could figure out what you know that was and so it's been interesting to grow into it because, of course, Kath and I have been playing those two old bags for <laughs> I don't know how long. And now it doesn't take us any time and we don't even have to get in the makeup chair. <laughs> <laughs> Just go out and shoot it. Yeah. When yeah. you hear that this hour has 22 minutes just aired their 600th episode, how does that make you feel as a creator of that show? I know. I know. I well, I'll tell you, it was like when I gave up drinking, which I did twenty nine years ago. Good I thought, you. come on, I'm I'm not drinking. What is there not going to be a? Isn't there going to be a parade at the very <laughs> least? You know, in celebration. And so I, uh, I still get my little credit at the end of the thing. Yep. And uh, and so I think. Is there not going to be a corner office for me or something? <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no payoff in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I see my husband, uh, he's still Dr. Nickel. And of course, he did work quite hard to become, uh, to get his PhD. But he's still, now he's, a, he's an emeritus professor. He still has that goddamn corner office. You know, <laughs> like you think when, I think unless you become enormously successful, in that American way, you just keep working and you find the joy in that, that, I mean, that's pretty good though, that I could still be at it. Right. Uh, you know, like, cause it'd be easy enough to get bitter that you're not getting a corner office or anything like that, but th what a waste of time because, you know, I am grateful every day that I can keep going. And sometimes I find it really like, sometimes I just, I'm just as, almost as insecure as I was when I started. Almost. You know what I mean? I think, oh God, I can't, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I have to constantly talk to myself and say, you've done this. You did this kind of thing. You've done it. You've done it over and over again. But like that little thing in my mind goes, yeah, but this time, it's this is the time that it's really going to, you really are finished. You're finished. It's <laughs> over. You know? Can I just say thank you for having that? Because I feel that myself. I feel that I try to put something different into every performance that I do. And I, I feel like if I didn't do that, then I, what, what am I even doing? If I wanted to do a job where I do the exact same thing 
every day. I would have chosen something very different than this. And it means that you still care. And comedy that you still care about is the only thing people care about. I think we've all seen people that think they're great when they're not. And there's nothing that bothers me more than that, than overconfidence without the talent to back it up. So I think it's much better the other way, all the talent in the world and still caring to put out your very best. I saw something. I was, oh, we were doing a Ulysses kind of evening with people from, because back in 82, Andy Jones and I did Bloomsdays, the first Bloomsdays in North America, by the way. Which, you know, nobody cares about that either. I'm not going to get, and that, another thing that's not going to get me a corner office. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the, uh, we were there, but the Irish ambassador, I'm whispering this, so I'm hoping nobody will hear, but he <laughs> fancied himself a Joyce scholar. And he did know a lot about Joyce, and he was mm. a very charming man. We were on a Zoom for three hours as oh he. God talked about like we're supposed to be performing little bits you know like mary durkin did a brilliant molly bloom Uh, some guys out in vancouver did this fabulous uh the pub scene from ulysses myself and andy did a little thing but mostly it was the irish ambassador proving to us that he was a he in fact knew quite a lot about joyce which you know you (laughs) think the irish ambassador would know anyway you know like (laughs) (laughs) i really wish i knew something about joyce so that i could try and do his voice in an Irish accent right no, now. No, please don't, Diana. No, You've Diana, done Diana, enough. You've done enough no, for today. No, no, no. <laughs> no more damage. Fair enough. <laughs> Mary, I've got to ask this because, I, and I, I sort of hate it because you get asked this in every interview, but Mark Delahunty, your signature character that I think everyone knows and that you came back uh, recently uh, into yeah. 2022 and did and gave, <laughs> brought Mark back and thank God you did. You've gotten to meet a lot of Canadian politicians through that, particularly conservative politicians. And you made, you know, you made people convulsed with laughter and them just convulsed. Where did that idea come from, uh, like a a warrior of comedy for you? I know. It's funny, isn't it? It's it's like everything. I mean, comedy is all about working together, isn't it? I find Mm -hmm. like I find I'm all right. And then but when I when I. Then when somebody else gets involved, see, I had my hair cut straight across like that. My <laughs> I have bangs. And that woman was on the Princess Warrior, whatever her name is, you know, oh, Lucy Zena. Wallace. Zena. Lucy, yeah, yeah. yeah, Zena. Yeah. Yes. So my hair was exactly like hers. <laughs> and so I said, I should do Zena, you know, a send up of Zena Princess Warrior. And Jeff Dion, who was one of the producers, said Yeah, I love Jeff. Love yeah. Jeff, yeah. Yeah. He said, um, we should, you know, instead of just doing a send-up of that show, we should go to Ottawa's her or something like that. Then Patty Parsons, one of the most brilliant costumers who Patty just passed in My the gosh. whole world, made, you know, made the costume out of bits of felt and gold <laughs> glue. And and then we went out and did it, right? And the, and the real strength of Marg was it was so embarrassing to be in that costume with all that clown makeup on that after a while I just thought, oh, fuck it, you know, like, what what have I got to lose? You know, I might as well just ask the embarrassing question, you know. So, yeah, it was good. It was good. I really loved doing that. I guess that the times are different now. Like when we went to Ottawa, of course, it was just before the uh, the election. And, you know, it was everything, you know, that kind of... Um, 
People are not different. People are just the same. It's just the temper of the times is different, I guess. And Marg was a, of a particular time. And, um, you know, uh, one wonders, like, I'd like to have a go at it, you know, just right. try it again, just to see what would happen, you know, to see how offended people would be. Because people are always waiting to be offended now yes. by everything, yes. right? I wonder now, particularly with the climate in Ottawa, with what Ottawa just went through, uh, having oh. to clear clear people out that uh, took really took over the city around the parliament buildings. I wonder how much more difficult access is going to be now for anything fun with politics. You know what I mean? Like you, you had a chance to to freeform a little bit. What happens if you walk unannounced towards the parliament buildings with a prop sword now? <laughs> well, you know, after nine eleven, everything changed. Before nine yeah. eleven, we went out. I, I was dressed as Marg, but as a, you know, in the cowgirl outfit I'd always wanted as a child that Patty <laughs> made me. And it had, I had side guns on, you know, that, but with the caps, cap guns on, yeah. you know, a holster and cap guns. And all security said to us in Edmonton at the uh, thing was, uh, close the door behind you. We're not hating Edmonton. And then I went in and <laughs> Ralph Klein, I, ambushed Ralph Klein and he was really he really confused me in some way just on the way in Jeff again said for God's sake don't take out the guns I went no you know what I mean like it wasn't a big deal it was like but then I got very confused so what I did naturally as everybody does is I reached for my guns and started firing them <laughs> off in the legislature you know terrible terrible thing which is why I believe nobody should have guns that aren't at least locked away in a box because when anything goes wrong, that's what you do. You reach for your gun, like to, to, you know, to get you know, this will solve everything. It'll make noise and people will f off. I am so happy that that didn't go terribly, and we we're able to do this interview today because I think maybe in anywhere other than Alberta, that would have been what's happening. But in Alberta, they're like, that's probably Ralph. He's doing his twelve twenty gun shoot off before lunch. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Sometimes I was just such an idiot. So often, I, as I suppose we all are. You know, you just, I, I just, I was perfectly prepared for what I was going to say to Ralph. I was going to say, you know, like. Even Scrooge only said, are there no poorhouses? He didn't on Christmas Eve get his driver to take him down to the poorhouse and spit on and yell at, you know. And somehow or other, he said something that made him more of a human being or something. I don't know. And I got, you know, like, my, my eyes started to go. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, because you're part of that that team, which is a very specialized thing to be able to pull off a very, very quick interview, because essentially the Canadian politicians, for the most part, they won't go and sit down with you. It's it's incredible to me how Canada has this incredible sense of humor known around the world and, and our, some of our best exports are comedians. And yet our politicians don't see that as an asset for the most part. I know that some do. I know Jack Layton Unless used they're to running, sit down. If they're running, they do. I mean, they Stephen Harper would have the RCMP remove people, but he let right. me, you know, I, I didn't French neck him or anything, but <laughs> I got, I kissed him, you know, oh, wow. quite, you know, and got orange lipstick all over his lips oh, because wow. he was running at that point as the head of the, so once they're, they're in, yeah. it's over. 
But right. if they're running for something, they want everybody to see them, or they did want everybody to see them as hail fellow well met, you know, like with good sense of humor, you know. Right. But then once they're in, Even it's all talking. It's all, it's all talking points, right? Once they're in and they don't want to have Absolutely. Their image. And yeah. the good thing about me is I never wanted to hear anything they had to say anyway. <laughs> I, already, <laughs> I already had everything I wanted to say. And that's all we needed to get. You're in, you're out, but dump bump, right? I do like that a lot. Now, like, I better uh, touch on this quickly. The, the success of Come From Away on, on Broadway and around the world, giving this glimpse into Newfoundland that anyone that's been there already and certainly anyone that's from there knows that's, uh, that's true. It's just part of Newfoundland. To see it exported around the world like that so successfully how do you feel as an entertainer from Newfoundland? Do you feel obviously you feel the pride? You feel like this is my this is my home uh, province that's being well, portrayed here? No, what, you, you know, that? like the old fellow from Gander said, "What the fuck did you think you were going to do? Let him starve to death?" <laughs> because you know, it just is standard humanity. And right, you know, right. in Britain during the Blitz, people were kind to each other and they took each other in and. It's just humanity. I mean, I don't know what they do in Toronto, but remember when the lights went out in Toronto that time yeah. and everybody was out on the street and everybody was having barbecues and mm -hmm. drinks and everything? I, I, I don't remember when that was, but that is the way that people act in an emergency. I mean, Newfoundland is still small enough so that we're, we still might act that way a little more quickly, but I think it's human nature. And so it's interesting that some people from away wrote the thing, right? Based on, <laughs> and it is lovely, uh, but I do, I mean, I don't want to, um, and, and people cry and even the hard-hearted Newfoundlanders cry, you know, I bet even Buddy who said, what the fuck did they think we were going to do? Let them starve to death, cried, because <laughs> it was a wonderful piece of work, right? But in a way, it just speaks to what human beings do. Mm -hmm. When things are difficult, they take care of each other. Sometimes when things, that's why the rich, you can't depend on the rich because they don't have any interaction. Nothing bad ever happens to them. They just pay that's somebody to put up a wall to keep any of that bad stuff yeah. out. So it's not like their fault. It's just they don't know. Whereas you see that if you go somewhere where people are living hand to mouth, they are mostly taking care of each other because yeah. they can't be walled off from the misery of their neighbor, right? That's really well put. And I just, it is something that has to be experienced in Newfoundland. And I, I mean, I've gone to Woody Point the last several summers to do a comedy thing there with, and with the writer, producers of the writers. And that's even a whole other level. Like small people go to St. John's from other places and they're like, this is the most charming place in the world. And then you go to Woody Point and they're like, oh, oh you're, you're a townie from the big town of St. John's. <laughs> Ooh la la. Like, because they, there's people out there who I'm not convinced aren't actually part of my family. Just they're so welcoming. You could, you could almost walk to any house with all your luggage and your oh, family you and go, we just need a place to stay. And they would have well, years you. and years ago. It's absolutely true. I don't think it is exactly the same anymore. But Sally's Cove, we were doing a show at Sally's Cove. And we were there, we were going to write the show. It was when the park, the Grossmorn Park, and the federal government was taking all the land and people were, and so we were writing this, you know, that kind of uh, agitprop-y kind of thing. And so we were, and I recognized that if I went out and walked down the road in Sally's Cove on Sunday, 
at around 1115, someone <laughs> would bring me into their house and give me Sunday dinner, you know, roast and three veg and gravy, probably salt, meat and cabbage too. It was like, oh my God. So, uh, we're, you know, we were there for about a month. You just walk around looking hungry. I love it. I mean, I used to do that in London, Ontario with all my friends' mothers too, and they begrudgingly did it. But in, in Newfoundland, they're happy. They're happy to have someone for supper. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll be right back after this short break. Steve, welcome to our first duo mini spotlight of the season. Very exciting. A pleasure to share the mini spotlight with you. And you may notice by the music underscoring that today's mini spotlight is a perfect fit for today's East Coast guests. That's right. This week we are shining a mini spotlight on the Celtic rock band, The Town Pants. Yeah, not only have The Town Pants been touring Canada, the US and Europe for 20 years, but they are hands down some of the finest and funniest humans that I've had the pleasure of meeting online because I've yet to meet them in person. Thanks pandemic. But when I do, we are going to drink and dance and laugh and dance some more, Diana. And to celebrate the 20th anniversary of this hardworking, hard Celtic rocking band, the Town Pants are doing a tour of Scotland this year and you are invited. October 22nd to 30th of 2022. And let me tell you, I went on one of their Ireland tours a few years ago and it was incredible. Imagine a bus filled with the band, fans, family, friends, stopping at all of the important sites like bars and pubs and then some more bars and pubs and they bring out their instruments and they do shows and there is, it is so much fun. You have to go to Scotland with them this year. I might actually be going. I need you to write a note to my wife because I want to go. Uh, you can find out more about it on their website, thetownpants.com, where you can also get links to buy their most recent album, Something to Say. And until you hear what they have to say next and hopefully join them on tour, take it away, Dwayne, Dave, Johanna, and Jeff, The Town Pants. No matter what you're going through, it's real. Tear down the wall that you built for yourself of yesterday. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And now back to the Canadian star system. We're going to go to something now that we call uh, quick questions. Quick questions. Okay. And these are just hopefully real quick ones. And then we move on to our guest that you brought with you today, please, Mary. So here we go. Quick question number one. <clears throat> what would Marg Delahunty say if she got the chance to talk to Donald Trump face to face? Oh, you know, if I got the chance to talk to Donald Trump face to face, I would probably try to grab him by the balls. If I was Mark Delahunty, because, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And, you know, I just go, you know, that's what warrior princesses, they don't mind. You can just that's the you can just grab them by the balls. Right? Oh, God. I would and love what a to shock it'll be to find out he doesn't have any. Balls. That's, that's, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. This is I'm very curious about this might be a little bit of thought. What is the most Newfoundland thing, in your opinion, that a Newfoundlander could say? The most Newfoundland thing a Newfoundlander could say. Well, in the old days, Codco, our our motto was no buy a can't. Like, <laughs> you know, like that seemed to be a very Newfoundland thing to us. But I think things have changed in Newfoundland now, and no buy a can't is no longer our our motto. Hmm. Um what are you at, I suppose? Yeah. You know, what you like at? yeah. What are you up to? Okay. If I got a petition going. Would you consider a position in the Canadian Senate and show up as a different character every sitting? Because they don't sit that many times a year. You'd only oh, need like five characters a I year. If I could show up as a different character every sitting, I definitely would. Other than that, no. <laughs> no, but it, I, I, man, I would. I just try to make it watchable. You know what I mean? Just some yeah, of the yeah, proceedings. Yeah. I just want to know what happens in there because yeah. it seems like not much. No. You said in an interview recently that you were mostly happier with yourself than you've ever been and more hopeful right now. How have you maintained that hope through the craziness of the last couple of years? You know, as you get older, I mean, it is like, you know, someone said, someone said, the world is full of a thousand tendernesses. And, uh, and, you know, for a long time, and when you're young, you don't know, cause you know, hardly anything of uh, any of them have happened to you. But as you get older, you go through this, you go through that, you go through heartbreak, you go through loss, you go through, you know what I mean? And you just go through it and, and still the sun shines and still you get to climb gross morn and hmm. still all those things happen. And somehow or other life itself is there and now i know i hope i'm not bringing down the you know the 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 fates on my head this way uh, but but that i feel like things have gotten better like people always say what was the best time of your life i always think well now and and i'm looking forward uh, but because hmm. you know um i think i had a hard old beginning you know like and i that that played very large in my life and i spent a lot of time worried about stuff I couldn't like the past like you know mm -hmm. like oh yeah I'm gonna think about that a lot because mm -hmm. that's gonna really help because that's gonna change that and my <laughs> mother is never gonna give me away <laughs> like you know like 
I just mean you just get a bit of you get a bit wiser and you realize you can make a choice. You can do that if that's what you really want to do. Or you can do something else, you know? You can go out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm getting close to that point. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah. This is, I don't know how many people have asked you about this. You are a Girl Guide of Canada alumni. Uh, oh, what yes. Is, what's the most important thing the Girl Guides taught you that you still use and practice today? I was a terrible Girl Guide. <laughs> I was a good brownie. But by the time okay. I got to the Girl Guides and I went to camp, I mostly I just smoked in the latrines <laughs> and I would say really it kind of taught me if you're going to smoke don't smoke in the latrines because it's really horrible in there you know I want to see that badge on the sweater just a cigarette <laughs> hanging out of it these are fill in the blanks and then and then we move on to our, okay. our next guest with you just fill in the blanks if you would the Canadian star system is it's you know, limited. It's not like in the firmament. You can see the top of it. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh my God, it's endless. You know, you can go way up there. You can only really go here and you can right. see where it is. And yeah, that's, I think, limited. 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 Yeah. Fair. And living next door to the United States is like? It's like living... With even at their best, it's like living with one of those big Rottweilers, you know, with a tail. <laughs> and even when they're really happy, you know, they're they're causing all kinds of damage, you know, and 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 they're breaking up bric-a-brac wherever they, you know, they <laughs> they shouldn't be in the house, you know. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we have not had that answer. The, the United <laughs> States is like a dangerous large German dog. I like that. <laughs> I think that's a great answer. Mary, thank you so much. We're, you're not going anywhere, please. You're going to just, oh, right. you're just going to introduce us to the guest that you brought on and please stay on with us because I will. We, I we will know you've worked sure. closely together. So who did you bring for us today? Well, today I brought the extraordinary Dave Sullivan. Dave was part of a group of comedians, young comedians uh, with Johnny Harris and Steve Cochran and Susan Kent and Bill Churchill. And um, and they did some great shows. And you know what you're like as a comedian, especially with the crowd coming up. You don't really want them to be that good. You know what I mean? You think, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're good, but not that good. But I really, really laughed. I went to a couple of uh, Newfoundland dance party shows and really enjoyed myself. Dave played a character that really stood out for me uh, called Bayroni that I love to this day. I'm always hoping he's going to. I don't like to ask him to do it because, you know, you don't like to put people on the spot. Mm -hmm. And Dave, but then Dave left comedy and became that person who wrote those ads about Newfoundland. Oh my God. That's that, real. You know, make even Newfoundlanders go, oh my God, I wish I was there. Oh, fuck, yes. I am. Uh, so, you know, he did that. And, uh, you know, he's just a funny, wonderful person. That's all. And That's here it. he is, Dave Mr. Sullivan. Dave Sullivan. Hi, Dave. Hi. I feel like anything I say right now will be a total letdown. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, you can, you can end it now if you like. I mean, that's yeah, a pretty just, high note to come in on. Let's just clue this up. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> what, what is it like to be introduced like that by the queen of Canadian comedy? That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's nuts. 
You know what I mean? It's uh, it's 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 pretty nuts. Like I I can't really believe. I can't believe like Mary phones me and she says. Uh, uh, David, it's Mary Walsh. And I'm like, yeah, you're the only yeah, person sure who calls is. me who sounds like that. Like, of course it's you. Like, <laughs> it blows my mind. Yeah. It's uh, but awesome. that would sound like I would think that's a hoax. You know, I'd hang up on, oh, sure, it's Mary Walsh. Whatever. The queen uh, doesn't I'm... call her own calls. It should be, <laughs> please hold the line. Mary Walsh would like to speak to you. Feels like I should do that. Like, it's, it's, it, it can't be real. What? Why are you phoning me? What do you, what do you need? <laughs> Like, you know, because I need uh, that script. I know, I know. I was working on it this morning. I got some really funny stuff this morning. Oh, good, good. Yeah, good. let's <laughs> let's talk about the project that you two are working on together now. And I want everyone to see it that hasn't seen it yet. It's a uh, web series called "The Misses Downstairs." Uh, it is beautifully shot. They are short episodes, about eight minutes, but they're all like a short film onto themselves. The the cinematography, you really get to see a lot. It, uh, so much care has gone into each shot on it, and I hope everyone gets to see it. Dave, what is it like for you working on this project? And obviously, you're, you're very involved in it. It's The cast is basically you and Mary. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of work. It's great. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I was a comedian for a while and an actor for a good long time, and then I went into advertising. Uh, and then the first thing I do after I leave advertising is uh, it's a show with Mary Walsh show, like no pressure <laughs> uh, where it's just you and Mary Walsh, you know, for most of it. it it's fantastic. Like it's been such a great experience and uh, you know, I couldn't be next to a better person. Like yeah, Mary's been so supportive of me and like, I've just learned so much from her and uh, it's been super fun. Dave, listen, Dave wrote this series of things on Facebook that were extremely funny. You know, that kind of like you went, oh, my God, this is so funny because I, 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 he doesn't want to say. It, but so the, they were between he was supposed to move to Moncton. Was it Moncton? You were supposed <laughs> no, to, I was gonna move move to, to I was going to move to Halifax. Yeah. Oh, Halifax. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Moncton's funnier, though. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he was supposed to move to Halifax, but then the pandemic happened and he had no place to live. So he gets this place sight on scene, everything he always wanted on the edge of the ocean, just like in the show. And then there's somebody living with them. <laughs> there's a he Mrs. Had no idea. Yeah, there's a Mrs. downstairs, and like so through the course of it all, like the jigs and reels of it all, we sort of started talking, you know, and we'd have these conversations, and they were like, they were pretty funny. I mean, she's like a, a, a atypical Newfoundland uh, lady of that era who is just sort of like, what are you at? What are you doing there? What are you? What are you up to now? Like, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you up to? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm, I'm very much not that. Like, I'm not very that. much. I'm just just gonna go. I'm just trying to leave. Just trying to live my life. But we sort of built this kind of like friendship together. She would push my boundaries a bit, and I would like step back. But uh, yeah, these funny stories would emerge almost every single day, and I just kind of jot them down and I type them up, and I I put them on uh, on Facebook. Oh, that's I didn't know that. I, I I didn't know that that was the connection. Look at that. You put. I didn't think Facebook. This is the greatest thing Facebook's ever done for the world. The creation <laughs> I know, of this. I found out to Dave. I said, you know, Dave. You know, I was born to be the missus downstairs, yes. and you obviously are you. And then you know we Ruth. Lawrence, one of these extraordinary people who lives here, who like when the snowmageddon was on, Ruth would get gather together groups of women to go uh, 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 shovel out people. And on top wow. of that, she's extraordinarily, uh, uh, you know, I mean, she's just the best person. Like, you know, you, the she's like 
yeah, she should be in come from away. <laughs> like, she should, you know? yeah, yeah. she should be in that. But uh, but she was doing this series of things with five TV. And so we were trying to do a fundraiser, me and Ruth. And I said to her, you know, oh, maybe we should do something with these guys because Dave and I want to do this for fun as opposed right. to profit. Mm-hmm. Right. It, you know, they were very, very like I'm used to dealing with the CBC where they go. No, no, no. Right. Not funny. Now, could you have set that maybe in uh, Vancouver? Because that will probably <laughs> yeah, work. That's right. The, the miss is downstairs. Does he have to be old like that? And can Buddy be, you know, something else besides in, you know. So, but because we are working as like, it's like working in the theater. It's a lot freer because there's no money, I guess. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's very little money. So they go, wow, these are the best scripts we've ever read. Right wow. off the it's, bat. I, I Do love you the, need more money? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love to hear that it actually came from Facebook stories yes. because it was, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask was, this feels so authentic and true yes. and grounded while they're still big, you know, funny characters. There's such humanity to it that I'm like, this has got to come from somewhere. Something happened. Tell us the story. Like so, I'm I'm so glad to to hear that that's actually what it was because it really translates in just how I like. There were some moments too that just made me laugh so hard because there's so little happening. There's a scene where the two of you are standing there. It's an awkward moment. You're trying to get past her. You're just looking at the ocean <laughs> and not really saying anything. And then she just goes boat. <laughs> the the that boat, the whole boat her. scene, the boat thing. I just I laughed. So hard because it's just so simple, but so funny, and that's just fantastic. It's such a great series. It's so funny that you like that because I was like, when we started shooting, I was like, I don't know if this scene is ever going to work. <laughs> I don't I know, know what the scene is. Dave and I felt the same way, yeah, like, yeah. you know. But I really liked it too, Diane. I yeah. have to say, I really liked it, and um, that we took the misses uh, out for lunch, uh, and because we were afraid, we hadn't told her. <laughs> that you know she was you know being in the, and, and really i'm nothing like her i'm much more like my mother like i'm a lot meaner than she is a very sweet woman oh and she just believed that dave would want to spend time with her as much as she wanted to spend time with dave whereas dave wanted to be out by the ocean and onto himself you know what i mean <laughs> to think his great thoughts and play his guitar and you know whatever uh you know dave sorry but anyway, so okay. we took her to lunch <laughs> and she was so thrilled by the whole thing. Oh, and when we were leaving, she said, and it's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me in my whole life. She said, this, she said, other than the day I got married and when I had my youngsters, this is the nicest day I ever had in my whole life. Oh my Aww. God. Oh yeah, my God. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, well, of course it is. You're going to be portrayed by Mary Walsh. Who wouldn't want that? That's uh, that is literally a dream come true for most Canadian women. Yeah, uh, but can you like imagine the day? Can you imagine the day when I walked up to her and went, oh, and uh, by the way, I thought I'd let you know, Mary Walsh is going to be playing you in a television show. Yeah. Like, Come uh, on. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was going to fall over. It was she amazing. might have healed over. Yeah. yeah. I'm very interested in this shift to online shows now because for a long time, people, when you thought of online, you're like, well, anyone could put stuff online. So, you know, what? what is it really? But you guys show how much you can do in a series in eight minute episodes because 
when you think about eight minutes, that doesn't seem like it's that long a time. But when you're used to sketch and you're, you you know, you've got three minutes to try to get a sketch done. So you're elongating a sketch. You have time to take a breath a couple times in there. And I personally I watch it with the closed captioning on because I want to, I want to, well, first of all, it's Newfoundland. So uh, anyone who's not from <laughs> Newfoundland, you might want the subtitle, but it's, you capture all of the writing. When you watch it that way, it's sort of like watching a screenplay come to life. And it's the perfect length for that. And just honestly, the shots, Ruth, I know a little bit from uh, short film face off. I hosted for a while. She, she's right. gone there a couple of times. Yeah. She just seems like the, the sweetest, one of the sweetest human beings in the world that everyone wants to work with. And it, I know got this she's great one team. of our, she's producing, you know, she produced it right. Yeah. With the, uh, she was one of the producers on there with me. Uh, yeah, no, she is just an extraordinary person and does so much in the community and does so much to help, you know, things grow, right. And help out other people to get the, to get places. I'm so glad that you like the look of it because I really, Troy Mahar is, uh, is the shooter and he's shooting, um, great big rock build something on HGTV okay. where, whole bunch of fellas from Brigus go around and make music and build your house, I guess. Oh, I, d- I don't know. I haven't been watching. I only like Love It or List of Vancouver because the houses are so fantastic. Right. right, right. <laughs> so much light. And they always cost $33 million. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I get frustrated seeing those shows because I, I feel like I'm watching the old ones and they're like, this is 400,000, but we're going to try to talk them down to 300. And I literally swear at the TV sometimes. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on. And of course, it's all BS because my agent, Michael Oscars, uh, his friend is, is the person who produces it out of Toronto. So they got Michael and his partner to do a you know makeover of their house in uh, uh, you know Cabbage Town right. and then look at this other thing. And so they said... They're going to list it. They're going to list their house. But they were never going to list it. No. They're, no. They were going to love it, but then they couldn't love it because they needed a list it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all just made up. It's just yeah. the same. It's yeah. less real than the missus downstairs. <laughs> Got to ask you this. Your time from uh, Sketch with Johnny and the, and Dance Party of Newfoundland Lots of music always involved. You do some music on the show, and, and Mary's talking about you playing guitar. I mean, I feel like everyone in Newfoundland is musical to some degree, but what? how important is that to including some music with You know, the Alan Doyle did the music with the Alan Hawkos. All, all of the people here are called Alan, except Alan, for me and yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, <laughs> Alan Hawkos' brother, Greg Hawko, who's extraordinarily talented, as all the Hawkos are, I guess, all the little Hawkos. And so Alan Doyle and, and Greg Hawko did the music. And I thought that they did a brilliant job because they helped with the music to up the... I'm not sure that anybody ever did that for, in a show I was in before. It was like the music put the uh, put the button on things. Like, yes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? I, 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 I did. That was I amazing. definitely noticed that. I love the I love the the music had a real drive to it for sure, and then definitely uh, underscored moments yeah, in a beautiful yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. 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 So f- small in a small world uh, way. Uh, my former roommate that used that that actually found this house that I'm living in, Kate Hewlett, is Greg's partner now, and they just had a baby. 
Wow. Oh, look at that. Yes, look at all that come that. around. And now yeah, there's going to be another little Hako starring in all the little Hakos <laughs> Thursday at 8 p.m. The first episode is the Hakos Eat Tacos. <laughs> Just what the world needs another little Hako running around. <laughs> I mean, we're going to wind down pretty soon, so I just want to get this out. Mary Brown's Chicken. Now, I'm not trying to do a product placement here. We don't have them as a sponsor yet, but what is the obsession? Every Newfoundlander I talk to talks about Mary Brown's Chicken, and now I think it's the sponsor of the the big hockey arena out there. Is it not, or is it? They are the fastest-growing chicken franchise in North America, somebody told me the other day. And the chicken is juicy. It's like Colonel Sanders chicken used to be in the mm. old days when you ate it in America and it was all juicy and kind of, you know, crispy and juicy and stuff instead of the kind of dried up yes. chicken, deep fried chicken we have these days. They don't freeze the chicken. They don't have freezers in Mary Brown's. Okay. Yeah. It's all fresh chicken. Mm. I think that's, I, I know that because we tried to pitch the business once when I was in advertising. We there never landed the big chicken though. Never uh, got it. And I tried to our get them to finger. support us for- Canada, it's complicated for the national tour because he's right. from here, right? Yeah. Uh, but never could not get a penny out of him. Yeah. It wouldn't well, do anything for the missus downstairs either, right? That's oh, selfish right. chicken monger. <laughs> they used to have an ad that said, Mary Brown's, the best legs in town, open till 9 a.m. There it is. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't a joke. It was just the ad, right? Somebody just didn't put the two, like, uh, uh, and I don't the Best Legs in Town was part of an ad, and then the other person would say, oh, open till 9 a.m., and they didn't put the two things that they would be together. <laughs> but but it is a Newfoundland business, right, Mary Brown? Oh, yeah. It started yeah, yeah. there. But yeah, I don't yeah. think their head office is here or anything. No. But he's no. from up around where uh, up around where Sean Majumdar's from, up that okay. way, up in the northeast, northwest. Is that where he has the, ga- the gathering in Burlington there, that area? Yeah, up around Burlington. Yeah. He's from okay. there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I believe well, there's a Mary have... Brown's in uh, in Turkey, uh, which is weird. But there that's is one weird. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, that's enough free advertising for them, frankly. If they're not going <laughs> to sign up, that guy, they yeah. should absolutely get behind the misses downstairs. Mary Brown, get her behind the misses. I'm going to start writing slogans and just <laughs> trying to sell them. Let me uh, let me ask this because we've had you guys for uh, a long time now, but it's never long enough. It's amazing how fast a conversation goes by with. People from Newfoundland, like it just you need you need to set aside a day. An hour's not (laughs) Dave. Other than uh, the misses downstairs, any other projects, or is your plate filled with that right now? Well, I'm currently uh, doing a a sound project, a theater sound project uh, with Mary. I'm directing one of Mary's pieces uh, in that. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah. What's it (laughs) called? Can you you tell us what it's called yet, or no? There is a working title, but it's through Artistic Fraud, which is a tremendous theater company here in Newfoundland. They're great. They do amazing work, and I'm I'm very happy to be involved with it. So I'm I'm directing one uh, that Mary has written, and one that Andy Jones has written, uh, wow. and uh, another one by Morgan Murray, who's a who's a writer um, who's uh, who spent quite a bit of time here. He's a tremendous writer. That's sort of the next thing on on the plate while working on the Mrs. Downstairs. Season two, which I Love wrote it. very funny stuff for this there this morning, is. Mary, and and you'll be getting it tomorrow. You'll be getting I it tomorrow. <laughs> love it. Thank you so much, and good luck with all that, Dave. Mary, what uh, you you've, you're doing so much, you forgot about this project with Dave till he just reminded you. So I know what else. What else is coming up? You said you wrote your second book. 
Is it right. released it's already? Called, um, it's called Come Home Year. And it's oh, uh, and, and also I'm working on, uh, th- because this is supposed to be Newfoundland's Come Home Year, I'm working on a one-woman show called Come Home Year. I'm doing a lot mm-hmm. of Come Home Year projects, but mm-hmm. I'm doing an animation with the people who did the animation for Trailer Park Boys. Hmm. There's not a lot of adult Canadian animation. So, you know, no. No, uh, uh, with... Uh, Mom and Eddie, that show sucks. I don't know if you remember. It's a sketch that Greg Toomey and I did, and we would be lying. I'd be lying on the couch, kicking him quite a lot, uh, which I must <laughs> say I enjoyed immensely. And after a while, Greg learned to like it too. Uh, where I say, "Give me the GD clicker box," and we say bad things about things on TV. But we've kind of turned it into an animated series where there's a a, a portal that you know the. That you you travel back and forth through the portal, so they end up in TV shows, and TV shows end up in their living room. That anyway, that's a lot of fun, and uh, and I'm doing writing the second draft of Halloween Fury, which is the hatching, matching, and dispatching people: Mark McKinney, Johnny Harris, Sean Majumdar, Sean, yeah, you know all those people: Susan Kent, Sherry White. Uh, it's Halloween. It's it. a Halloween at the Furies where the I love the, lo- the thin there's a very thin veil between this world and the next when you're in a funeral parlor on Halloween. I can't wow. wait for that. And I will ask what I do to all my content creator friends is I just want um, just a cameo and I'm just a man sitting at a bar. I don't have to say anything. Uh, <laughs> okay. I will. I'm a method actor. I do use real alcohol, though. I will not use prop alcohol. No. And uh, as many takes as it takes. <laughs> Mary and Dave, thank you so much for spending time in the Canadian Star System today, and well, uh, giving us giving us just a little taste of Newfoundland, the real the real Newfoundland. Everyone, watch the Misses downstairs. You can watch a whole season in like a little over an hour. It's great. Yeah. There will be links links in the show description. I will put those in there. Thank you, and I'm sorry for saying bad things. It's just I was having such a good time. <laughs> bad things occur to me when I'm having a good time. <laughs> I love. I like that there's a there's the mean streak in there somewhere because we can't be we can't have them thinking Newfoundlanders are nice all the time. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much to both of you. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you, Dave. Thank you, Mary. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like the show, please subscribe or follow us for free wherever you get your podcasts. The Canadian Star System is produced by Diana Francis and Steve Patterson in association with the Apostrophe Podcast Network. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit our website at canadianstarsystem.ca where you can find links to their work and their socials. Speaking of socials, you can follow at Canadian Star Pod and at Apostrophe Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our editor and sound technician is Donovan Deschner of Fracture Ephemer Productions. Music by Mark Camilleri of Imagine Sound Studios. Special thanks to Terry O'Reilly, Debbie O'Reilly, Callie O'Reilly, and Nancy Patterson, who is an honorary O'Reilly. And since we're doing such a good job of listening to the credits, there's a bonus clip for you after Steve sings it out. So give it up to these good because our self-promotion sucks. And if they all went away, we sure wouldn't miss them. The Canadian Star System. I had scheduled my very first on- online therapy session.
earlier this week. And I <laughs> I'm joked only laughing because I know where this is going. I joked that it's really because I want to deal with my abandonment issues because I seriously have them. And she didn't show up. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I know, but you can't put that into the movie of your life. That's something that happened with her. It has yeah. nothing to do with your story that you've knit. I know because I have the same thing. And we knit yeah. this, you know, elaborate blanket of, oh, my God, this could only happen to me. And it, it had nothing to do with you. It oh, had but to it was... do with something to do with her, right? But I know myself. I'm always putting yeah. that little detail into the movie, the very sad movie of my life, building the, my little castle of hurts, you know, my little museum yeah. of misery, shining them <laughs> up every day, taking people on the tour, you know. And if it was an actual movie, if I did literally try and write that into the movie, I can hear the network note going, that's a little on the nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got abandonment oh, really? issues and your therapist doesn't show up. It, uh, <laughs> it's a, it is a great bit, though. I got to say. I mean, after, I mean, I feel for you. But, um, we're going to... Uh, you, I have to ask this now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. 